Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM, TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact the broadcast, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable, at yahoo.com find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and check out our website where you can find the full list of previous broadcasts every single show is in the archive there are a bunch of free shows on the website but we do have a subscription service for all the shows all the montages and all of my books in digital form you can subscribe on the website at thesecretteachings.info. You can do that weekly, monthly, or yearly. If you get a yearly subscription, you also get a physical copy of one of my books. Free shipping in the United States. That's all included in the package. Or you can go over to Patreon, become a patron today, and you'll get access to behind-the-scenes content, behind-the-scenes videos, and a few other little perks. Plus, if you take the... $15 a month subscription option on Patreon, you'll get a subscription to the archive. So you'll get all the shows, the montages, you'll get the digital books, a physical book, and you'll get behind-the-scenes content that's over on Patreon. So just go to the website, look on the website, you'll see everything about the show, my books, the subscriptions, the top news stories, the show promos, and you'll also see a link to Patreon there and ways to contact us. It's www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. We're moving into winter now. And as we move into winter, we're seeing people across the United States succumb to illness. This happens every year. In places where there's cold weather, people get sicker. People also tend to get sicker around the holidays because their diets tend to slip and people eat more and they eat more processed food and they eat things that are, that are less nutritious for them. You know, people tend to gorge themselves around the holidays. And when you factor that in, mixed with the holiday stress and the cold weather, people start to get sick. People get sicker in cold climates than they typically do in warmer climates. I was reading this article about how the winter is here and now there's a huge percentage of people in colder climates that are, that are getting sick and it's being blamed on COVID. All these statistics and all this data that seems to confirm the, uh, the obsessive bias of the mainstream media and of most political representatives 
that COVID-19 is not only a threat, but that it's, it's surging again. I read an article that said, as winter COVID surge begins, 74% of Americans say their lives have returned to normal. And the article goes on to reference a study that was conducted, or a survey to be more specific, of just under 2,000 adults between November 17th and November 19th, finding that about 15% of the people in this group never stopped being normal. And the rest of them, about 74%, uh, I guess believe that their lives are back to normal, and that leaves us for a very small percentage of people that are kind of in the middle. Now, what I don't like about little surveys like this is there are hundreds of millions of people in the United States. And this little survey, to be very specific, included 1,696 adults. And it was conducted between November 17th and November 19th last week. And it seemingly shows that most Americans believe that their lives have returned to normal. Now, on the surface, this just looks like a survey, and it just looks like, you know, some, some raw data and uh, gives you a general idea of what the American people feel, what the American people think about their lives over the last two years and whether they've gone back to quote-unquote normal yet. The article says, as the U.S. pandemic enters its 21st month, most Americans characterize their lives as either very normal, that's 21%, or somewhat normal, at about 53%, considering the, quote, impact of COVID-19. Far fewer say their lives are either not very normal at 19% or not normal at all at 7%. Now, just the percentages of this little survey are very confusing. They've broken down the percentages into different percentage groups and then broken those groups down into further percentages. So you, don't, you can't really add them all up to 100%. It's, it's confusing. And, you know, I don't know what this article or what this survey was meant to was meant to do, what the intention was, but it gives you a false impression of what people think. 1,696 adults don't even come close. I mean, you could, you could interview 10,000 adults, and that doesn't come close to giving you an idea of how hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. alone feel about their lives in regards to whether they're normal or not. And this was a survey conducted between the 17th and the 19th. So only two days, or three days, I guess, technically, 17, 18, and 19, but two full survey days, three days total from the beginning to the end. That's not a lot of time. And there's obviously so many other factors that go into determining whether someone feels as if their life is normal or not. And the impression I got from the article is that although we have you know, a, a large percentage of people that feel that their lives have returned to normal, there's a COVID surge beginning now in the winter, and that's dangerous. And therefore, it's dangerous for people to feel as if their lives are back to normal. We need to feel as if things will never go back to normal until we stop these surges. We need to continue to fight, right, against a common enemy that is unseen. That's the only way we can get back to normal. And it kind of insinuates and implies that Americans are entitled, that Americans feel that their lives should go back to normal even if the pandemic isn't over because Americans are just bad people. 
I mean, that's all you hear about from the media anyway, isn't it? We should cancel Thanksgiving. We should cancel Christmas. We should, we should basically cancel everything that is American. We should get rid of the foundation of the U.S. Republic because it just makes people sick. It gives people a right to, to opt out of things or opt into things, I should say. It gives people a right to speak their mind freely. It gives people a right to worship what they want to worship. It gives people a right to defend themselves. My God, these are terrifying ideas. And these little surveys like this just give a false impression. You could use a survey like this to suggest any number of things. You could suggest that because so many people feel that their lives are back to normal, this is a good thing, and it proves that the vaccines work. Or you could use it to suggest, now that we're in the winter, there's a winter COVID surge, and a lot of people think their lives are back to normal, but wait a minute, not so fast. We need to be afraid. We need to be worried. We need to be making sure that we get a booster shot for this winter. I mean, these surveys are just like light propaganda. It doesn't really give us any information. This is what the news is. I can't tell you how many news articles I read on a daily basis where there are maybe five paragraphs. They're short articles. And they're, you know, mainstream news, ABC, Yahoo News, CNN. And there's glaring grammatical errors. I mean, I make a lot of grammatical errors, but there are glaring grammatical errors like sentences that just start and then they just stop. There's no period. The, the, the wording isn't complete. They just didn't type the rest of the sentence and nobody, nobody checked it. You know, or I'm not even talking about period and comma grammar, just sentences that don't make any sense. Words that are doubled or tripled or words that are missing are just absolutely spelled incorrectly. I mean, they, they can't get grammarly. It's like most of these news articles aren't even written by human beings anymore. They're written by AI. I mean, the Washington Post is famous for their AI writing system. I have a section on it in my book, The Technological Elixir. Uh, The Washington Post and others have these AI robot-like writers that just pump out stories, and they can program it to pump out the type of story that they want it to, to publish, and then it'll automatically write it. And it'll publish it. So that's why you get, I think, I think that's why you get a lot of these grammatical errors and you get a lot of these sentences that aren't complete and you get a lot of the same standard propaganda. But it's also because, you know, when they go into the newsroom at a, at a, at a, at a media company and decide what's going to be talked about, what's going to be published, they have a list of things that are given to them by the corporate offices and then they just regurgitate and repeat those lines and that's why every smaller branch of those big companies, you know, your local ABC, local CBS, repeat the same thing. And you're going to get the same standard, you know, uh, uh, terminology, the same standard lines, sometimes verbatim, whether you're on the West Coast, the East Coast, you're in the North, the South, or the Midwest. You're going to get the same exact kind of news, and it's going to be the exact same story, and it's going to sometimes be explained in the exact same way. And that's what news is like, the, the, these surveys. They're cherry-picking data, and then depending on the narrative that is to be published and pushed, the data that they have is manipulated in a way to confirm or deny what they're trying to confirm or deny in the minds of the public. I mean, this is all pretty standard propaganda, and it's how 
the media works. It's how corporations work. It's how, you know, food manufacturers work, the big food producers and fast food companies. You know, it's not just the idea of selling you a car or selling you a pair of jeans or selling you a watch that you don't need. They're selling ideas. They're selling ideologies. They're selling you information that crafts, that forms and and, and molds your view of the world. I mean, the media has gotten so out of control. I read an article yesterday that said something to the effect of, you know, people that claim they want to do their own research, these are dangerous people not qualified to do their own research. And I thought, well, I thought that was the whole point of doing your own research. You know, just because you decide that you want to look something up for yourself doesn't mean that you're even actively engaged in trying to analyze something that you're not scientifically qualified to analyze. It just means I would like to look up the information for myself and then I will determine, because I'm an autonomous, free-thinking, free-moving human being, I will determine whether I trust what you're telling me. I would like to see the evidence, please. I don't think that that's an outrageous thought, but for control freaks, it is an outrageous thought to have people who think for themselves. Because if you think for yourself, that means other people can't as easily control you. That's why everything in the media, everything in entertainment, everything in school is about beating down your will to actually learn about the things you want to learn about and programming you to learn about what a certain group of people and that group of people changes from location to location what that group of people with that power structure wants you to learn. I mean, this is all part of the organization of chaos that Edward Bernays wrote about in his book Propaganda. I want to read you the introduction to that book. Listen to this. This is exactly how the world works. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested, largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together as a smoothly functioning society. Our invisible governors are, in many cases, unaware of the identity of their fellow members in the inner cabinet. They govern us by their qualities of natural leadership, their ability to supply needed ideas, and by their key positions in the social structure. Whatever attitude one chooses toward this condition, it remains a fact that in almost every act of our daily lives, whether in the sphere of uh, politics or business, in our social conduct or our ethical thinking, we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons, a trifling fraction of our hundreds and uh, 120 million, this was written a long time ago, who understand the mental processes and social patterns of the masses. It is they who pull the wires which control the public mind, who harness our social forces and contrive new ways to bind and guide the world. Now, even in this introduction chapter to the book Propaganda, it is filled with propaganda, insinuating that in order to keep society together, there has to be this glue, a glue that has to be utilized by people in positions of power that they themselves might not even fully understand, 
who is in control, but they are the ones that shape, they mold our minds, our tastes, and suggest our ideas. Men we've never heard of. You know, it's like when you think about a politician or when you think about, you know, someone in the media or when you think about a doctor or a scientist who gets a lot of airtime. I mean, these people are not necessarily making decisions. They're repeating what they're told to repeat. They're regurgitating dogma. They're regurgitating ideology. They're not presenting new ideas. They're presenting ideas that have been crafted in private by corporations, in private by billionaires, think tanks, you know, a a very secretive group. I'm not even talking about secret societies. I'm just talking about big companies that that conceal data on, uh, you know, drug trials or companies that conceal data on uh, the usage of, you know, what the dangers are of the chemicals that they sell. Or how about Johnson & Johnson with their baby powder? I mean, and then you have PR people that, that knowingly are actively engaged in deceiving. They're actively engaged in covering up things that are responsible for giving women ovarian cancer in the case of Johnson & Johnson. And then you want me to trust Johnson & Johnson to take a shot? And then if I suggest what I just suggested, people say you're not qualified to make that determination. This is a very dangerous road, this whole idea that you're not qualified to see the evidence. You're not qualified to make that determination yourself. What did CNN say about the Clinton emails? Only we get to look at those emails. It's illegal if you do it. But if we do it, we're the media. We're allowed to do it. I mean, this is, this is basically the intelligence agencies running the media, just like through those famous programs such as Mockingbird. And that's what they are. They're mockingbird puppets. They just regurgitate and repeat what they're told to regurgitate and repeat. And I don't even think a lot of people that regurgitate and repeat know that they're doing that. They think this is what I'm supposed to believe as a Christian. This is what I'm supposed to believe as a Republican. This is what I'm supposed to believe as a Democrat. This is what I'm supposed to believe if I'm a good citizen. These are the ideas that are suggested to us. This is the mind molding. These are the tastes that are formed largely by men that we've never met, we've never seen, we don't know who they are, we don't know their names. That is what Edward Bernays referred to as a shadow or an invisible government, quote-unquote. That is what controls the minds of the people. Edward Bernays and others like Edward Bernays crafted modern public relations within a 100 years ago. And public relations which is just propaganda, public relations dominate daily discourse. When we talk to our friends and our family, public relations is at the very core of the things that we believe and the things that we think we're not allowed to talk about those things. I mean, just think about that. You know, you've probably been with a, with a family member, you know, with a friend, and there are certain things you're not allowed to bring up. And, you know, it's okay. You're not allowed to bring certain things up. Maybe it's not appropriate to talk about certain things under certain circumstances. I understand that. But at the same time, you might have a family member who has no problem voicing their opinions, has no problem expressing their views. And if you don't agree with them, you're outcast. But when you want to express your views, you can't do that. People get upset. I mean, this is just, this is how families interact. This is how friends interact. This is how 
you know, colleagues at your work interact. I mean, when you start to think about this pattern of behavior, it's very rare to run into an individual human being who can honestly think for themselves, who doesn't have a dogma or a bias. I mean, we all have a little bias in what we think, but I'm talking about an ideology, a dogma. I mean, it, it, it's almost as if it's getting you know, impossible to find these kinds of people. And, and, it, and it's like people say, well, that means you're looking for an echo chamber. No, 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 it's not an echo chamber. I don't want people to believe the same things I believe. I want people to be open to possibilities. I want people to be open to information. I don't want to talk to somebody who's just providing me with the same standard talking points that I've heard a thousand times from both sides of the political spectrum and from everything in between. You know, this whole thing with, with uh, you know, the politics of, of disease and the politics of health and, and these little surveys that I read you and how many people feel like their lives are back to normal. I mean, this survey could be used to suggest any number of things. People think their lives are back to normal. That's bad because now we're, we're going into the winter and there's a COVID surge and people need to be, a, be afraid and worried. You know, or you could use it the other way. People think their lives are back to normal. This is, you know, this is in part thank, you know, thanks to the, 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 the safe and effective vaccines, right? That's, that's really the reason people feel like they can go back to normal. They've got the vaccines and they'll have to have a booster shot. But, you know, this is, this is the only way to stop the pandemic. And it's like, okay, we're, it's the holiday season. People are stressed. They're eating more. They're eating worse types of food generally. And it's cold. And there's less sunlight. So, yeah, people are going to be sick. And this type of survey is the same kind of, you know, scientific, social, you know, uh, medical type study that goes into drugs and chemicals and, 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 and vaccines and everything else that just it's misleading. And I'm going to tell you more about this tonight because we've got a as a whistleblower came out from a, a, a facility that works with Pfizer that unveiled that this is all Pfizer has done is corrupt data. They've they've misled the FDA, which is also involved in the misleading of the consumer and the misleading of 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 even, I'd say, government officials, you know, and it's just it's unbelievable how that kind of information you don't need to be a scientist to understand that a whistleblower has dumped all this data, in this case, to the British Medical Journal. But we're not allowed to ask those questions. We're not allowed to think those things. And that's that's the real core danger here. When you're told that you're not allowed to ask questions, you're not allowed to look at the information for yourself, you're not allowed to worship how you want to worship, you're not allowed to think what you, you, what you want to think or what you think is the right thing, you're not allowed, to, not allowed to wear what you want, not allowed to do, you know, there are restrictions to that, generally speaking, in society. But when you're told that by government and by a media machine, that is extremely, extremely dangerous. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Attention. You are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and 
name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food Philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers, looking at smart tech, the Internet of Things, advanced robotics, and quantum computers. The text takes us through the mark of the beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course, black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio here on The Fringe FM. Someone sent me this article, another survey, another big survey. 28% of Americans surveyed believe the, quote, truth about harmful effects of vaccines, end quote, is being deliberately hidden from the public. The findings are part of a global research conducted by U. Gov Cambridge Globalism Project, looking at different countries and how they perceive a variety of conspiracy theories. According to the research, at least one-fifth to one-third of respondents said they were convinced that the truth about vaccines was being withheld from the public in 20 of 23 countries surveyed. And just like the back-to-normal survey that we looked at earlier, there aren't a lot of people in this so-called conspiracy survey. The survey was conducted over at least a month, though, so the survey was a lengthier survey by the YouGov Cambridge Globalism Project. It was carried out online, so, of course, you lose a lot of, uh, you know, context there if it's just done online. And then you have representatives of these different, uh, you know, different countries, people from different countries, um, adding up to uh, about 1,000 and 1,400 adults. That's what they estimated. So there's less people in this survey than there were in the survey about people feeling like their lives are back to normal in the United States. 
and that's in the United States. This is between 1,000 and 1,400 adults across the world. Not a lot of people. And these people were taken from 23 countries. And this supposedly tells us how many people believe in conspiracies around the world. I mean, this is the kind of thing that it's a survey, it's, it's, it's not really harmful. The way that the media publishes this type of information, whether it's Yahoo News or the USA Today or whatever, I mean, they can use it to spread misinformation, to disinform the public, to mislead people. They can use it as propaganda, and it absolutely is used as propaganda. The other thing, though, that is, that is just strange is that there's hardly anybody in these surveys. I mean, it's like taking a survey of 10 people and then saying, if 9 out of 10, like the dentists and the doctors, recommend the mouthwash, recommend the drug, then 90% agree, and the other 10%, since they don't agree... If you fall into that category, your views, the science of those 10%, are outweighed by the majority. That basically makes science like a democracy. And science is not a democratic process. Science is a method of observation and analysis. Science is not, let's see how many scientists agree, and then whatever they agree on becomes the conclusion. That is the only scientific evidence that we've seen for, quote-unquote, climate change. It's a consensus. Well, consensus is not science. Consensus is a cult. Consensus means that a bunch of people agree on something, some other people disagree, and we don't get to listen to what those other people have to say. We don't get to listen to why those other people disagree. Why do... The, the, the 10% of scientists, dentists, doctors disagree with climate change, disagree with, you know, a certain drug, or disagree with the mouthwash or the toothbrush or the toothpaste. There's a reason. The reason is usually because that one out of 10, that 10%, they're not paid by industry. They're an independent scientist. They don't rely on a corporate check or a government check to claim what they claim, to say what they say. They rely on the scientific evidence, even if they might lean in the direction of the other 90%. An honest scientist will say we need more information to make this determination. And that means that science isn't so sound because we're always learning new things. I mean, the process isn't even without flaws. The process of looking at a, at a virus or bacteria under a microscope, for example, you know, or an infected flesh, the things that they do to it to put it under an electron microscope alters the tissue. You can't study living tissue by killing it, freezing it, dyeing it, and then pressing it under a slide. That isn't a normal condition. And then what you find under that slide becomes mostly artificial artifacts within that tissue, that bear no resemblance to the real world. So how can you call that science? That's not science. That's a cult. Consensus is not science. 
It doesn't matter if it's consensus about climate change. It doesn't matter if it's consensus about a conspiracy theory, for that matter. It's like those surveys done on UFOs. You know, 75% of Americans believe in UFOs. And then, you know, the paranormal radio shows. Look, 75% of Americans believe in UFOs. That must mean they're real. No, that just means 75% of the people surveyed believed in UFOs. Did we ask those people what they classify as a UFO? Did we ask those people how much X-Files they watched? Have we asked those people to classify something that has been identified um, as, as a military craft or a, you know, a, a commercial airliner, if they still consider that a UFO? You know, was what you saw as a UFO identified later, therefore removing a percentage of what you saw as a UFO from that category? You know, making it now an identified object? Just because someone believes in it doesn't mean that it's true. That's what the media tells us all the time. Just because these people believe in anti-vax you know, theories and all this false misleading information and these, these fraudulent doctors and scientists doesn't mean that it's true. You should trust in real sources of information. I mean, when people say that our product is safe and effective, safe and effective, and they won't release the data, when people say that you should believe in us, you should trust us for information, I mean, even Fox News' slogan, fair and balanced. The, the only people that are less fair and balanced are CNN, MSNBC. They're, they're all the same. Fox News, CNN. You know, it's like people, they wear, these little, they wear these little buttons around Rochester that say, it says faux news. Or it'll say like F-U-C-K news. But it has the, the Fox News, you know, font. And I think... Sure. Okay. But also CNN, (laughs) but also the rest of them, you know, but also virtually every news outlet. I mean, at this point, even alternative media, alternative media is steeped in this nonsense. I read a New York Times article, November 14th, that says on podcasts and radio, misleading COVID-19 talk goes unchecked. On a recent episode of his podcast, they mentioned this guy named Rick Wiles, a pastor and self-described citizen reporter, endorsed a conspiracy theory. Maybe you're wondering what that conspiracy theory was that he proposed on his show. That COVID-19 vaccines were the product of a global coup d'etat by the most powerful, most evil cabal of people in the history of the world. Here's a quote. It's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite and grows inside the body. This is like a sci-fi nightmare, and it's happening in front of us. Now, maybe you think there is some egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite in the vaccine. Maybe you agree with Rick Wiles, the pastor and citizen reporter. I don't know what that means. What do you mean there's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite? What, what the hell does that mean? Where are you getting this information? Q? Are you getting this from, is God channeling this to you in dreams? Where are you, what, what, what are these people talking about? It's no wonder mainstream media, whether they're talking through a talking point, through a script, or they're just talking in raw, unedited form and voicing their brainwashed opinions as fact. Remember, opinions are not facts although they try to present opinions as facts, and consensus is not science. Those are two important things to remember. We forget that sometimes. 
But it's no wonder that those people make fun of talk radio. It's no wonder that they make fun of anyone who gives attention to something like this. It's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite and grows inside your body. What are you talking about, dude? What do you mean it's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite? Where are you getting this information? 4chan? Reddit? The counterintelligence operation known as the 17th letter of the alphabet, where they pump disinfo into these social media sites, into these Reddit forums, so that people like you promote this, and then it discredits people like myself who want to ask questions? Because if you say, you know what, I don't trust Fauci, I would like to see the evidence for myself, not only do they tell you you're not qualified to see that evidence, which is irrelevant, it doesn't matter how qualified I am, I want to see it, I have a right to it, especially if you're trying to legally force me to take it. But then, I'm also told, you must just believe that it's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite. And uh, that makes me upset, because I don't know what that means, and I, I, I border on having an aneurysm when I read stuff like that. I don't know what that means, you know? Just like when people say, that the, that the Grammys or the halftime show of the Super Bowl or uh, the Olympic ceremony or, you know, every, 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 every time, every time there's a shooting, every time a car plows down people in a parade, every time, it's always an Illuminati, New World Order, reptilian, end of the world, apocalyptic Armageddon conspiracy. And I don't know what that means. What happened to waiting to see what the evidence suggests? And it's like nobody does that. The media and the mainstream certainly won't do it. They immediately take the story, if they can use it, to accelerate the flames of a divisive fire that they've cultivated. Or the alternative media takes it. Sometimes you get information that is important. But a lot of times the mainstream media and the alternative media are inseparable. The mainstream media tells you, Either this is what you should believe as a Republican, this is what you should believe as a good liberal, or in the alternative media, you get the very same thing. This is what you should believe as a good free citizen. This is what you should believe as a patriot. This is what you should believe as a good libertarian. This is what you should believe as a good conspiracy theorist who questions their reality. And you understand at this point, it's all controlled by the same intelligence Agencies, it's all controlled by the same Edward Bernays style and inspired and founded propaganda. It's all the same thing. It's people you don't know trying and usually succeeding in controlling the narrative, in molding your mind and suggesting your ideas and controlling your behavior. This New York Times article goes on. It says that this radio podcast host belongs to a group of hosts who have made false or misleading statements about COVID-19 and effective treatments for it. Like many of them, this is, this is the attitude I, I feel that the, you know, the person has who wrote this. Like many of them, he has access to much of his listening audience because his show appears on a platform provided by a large media corporation. You know, I already know what the New York Times is doing in this article. It's just pretty obvious. They're, they're basically hinting and insinuating. I mean, just like Edward Bernays wrote, In the first chapter of his book, those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. 
This is what this New York Times article is doing. It says, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, and many smaller radio audio companies have done little to rein in what radio hosts and podcasters say about the virus and vaccination efforts. You see what they're doing here? They're trying to mold our mind. They're trying to alter and form our tastes, and they're suggesting an idea to us. Do you know what the idea is yet? It'll become clear in just a moment. It says, True News, a conservative Christian media outlet founded by Wiles, that podcaster, who thinks there's an egg in the vaccine, I don't know what that means, uh, uses the phrase Juku, Juku, to describe efforts to impeach former President Donald Trump. Uh, True News was banned off of YouTube, but the podcast of Rick Wiles remains available on iHeart. See what they're doing? If you have questions about the vaccine, you're an anti-Semite. If you have questions about the vaccine, you think there's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite. I don't know why it couldn't be an organic parasite. They had to, It has to be synthetic. Asked about false statements concerning COVID-19 vaccines, Wiles described pandemic mitigation efforts as, quote, global communism. I'll agree with that. They go on to list a number of other radio hosts. Mark Bernier, a talk show host in Daytona Beach, Florida. They say his show is available for downloading and streaming on different platforms. Jimmy DeYoung Sr., I guess he died of COVID complications. And they say he used to have a frequent guest on his show who made sweeping false statements like, quote, this is not a vaccine by definition. Well, that's a factual statement. It's not by definition. They've changed the definition. Another guy, Buck Sexton, host of a program syndicated by Premier Networks, floated the theory that mass COVID vaccinations could speed the virus's mutation into more dangerous strains. Yeah, that's why you have a lot of people that are getting sick in the winter on top of the winter weather and the stress and the poor dietary habits. Factor in the mass vaccination and how the vaccines and masks haven't done anything to prevent all these new surges and you have all these new variants. Yeah, just standard viral theory would suggest that the vaccines are making the new strains. Okay, and it's not even shedding. It's just that's part of how the mainline narrative on viruses and vaccines works. But apparently even the mainline definition has been changed. But if you believe any of this, you're a danger, of course. The article goes on to say the social media giants, Facebook and all them, have made efforts over the past year to stop the flow of false reports related to the pandemic. Can you tell what the New York Times is suggesting here yet? It says the Federal Communications Commission, which grants licenses to companies using the public airwaves, has outright uh, oversight over radio operators, but not podcasts or online audio, which do not make use of the public airwaves. The FCC is barred from violating a U.S. citizen's right to free speech. When it takes action against a media company over programming, it is typically in response to complaints about content considered obscene or indecent. The world of talk radio and podcasting is huge, and anti-vaccine sentiment is a small part of it. iHeart offers an educational podcast series about COVID vaccines, and Spotify created a hub for podcasts about COVID-19 from news outlets including ABC and Bloomberg, 
oh, yeah, that's what I would like to listen to. I'd like to listen to what Bloomberg News has to say. Let me see what ABC News has to say. Is that the same Bloomberg who owns 13 mansions in New York and other places, who owns like a giant yacht and 50 cars, who then lectures the rest of us on how we shouldn't have children because the climate is deteriorating? Is that the same Bloomberg that pumps out all that disinformation? Is this the same ABC News that wants me to go onto their website and pledge myself to the new climate initiatives? Is that is that the struggle session, ABC News? Is that, the, is that who I'm supposed to listen to and trust? Do you see what the New York Times is doing here? Have you, have you caught on? I mean, the, 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 the big enchilada was when they said the FCC is barred from violating U.S. citizens' right to free speech. That's it. That's the bingo. Okay? That's the goal. That's the touchdown. That's what they want you to think. And, and they wait to the very end of the article. They're like, well, Spotify and iHeart and Apple, they're not really doing a lot to ban people from saying things that we at the New York Times don't like. Social media outlets, they've done a very good job censoring people's free speech. What could we possibly do if the FCC doesn't have control because of people's pesky right to freely speak the way they want to speak? What could we do? This whole article is propaganda. It starts off with someone apparently believing that there's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite that grows in the body from the vaccine. And then it goes on to relate that other radio hosts believe in similarly crazy things and they're not censored and they should be. This includes that the vaccine is not by definition a vaccine, which is by definition true. It's not. Or statements that the vaccine can lead to more mutations, which is, you know, even in mainline medicine, that's how other vaccines have worked. I mean, polio is now spread by the vaccine, according to the Associated Press. And, uh, you know, other statements like, uh, you know, this is this is global communism. Well, they're using communist socialist tactics, so I don't know what else you want to call it. But see, all of that gets grouped together with it's a synthetic parasite in the body that grows out of an egg that's injected into the body. So you're supposed to think, well, that's insane. And I agree. I don't know what that means. I don't know where this guy got that information. And then it just compounds from there. And when you add in other things that are factual, like it's not by definition a vaccine, people think because this is the false dilemma, the fallacy, well, it must also be insane because if they believe that an egg is in the vaccine, to believe that this isn't a vaccine by definition, they keep calling it a vaccine. So it has to be, I guess it's, I guess this is all, you know, this is inaccurate. I shouldn't listen to this type of radio. And then the New York Times just keep insin- keeps insinuating. What can we do? iHeart, you know, Spotify, Apple, they just won't censor this content. And especially when you have conservative outlets that really let pastors and religious people talk. It's dangerous. What are we going to do about this? We've got to do something about it. Got to do something about it. I mean, the FCC isn't going to act because, you know, they don't want to violate people's free speech rights. So we got to do something about this. Got to do something about it. What are we going to do? They're just implying to you. They're insinuating to you. They're suggesting to you, just like Edward Bernays said, we are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested, largely by men we have never heard of. This is what the New York Times is doing. The New York Times is molding your mind to get you to think that these ideas that are unrelated in terms of what is factual and what is outrageous 
and based on nothing, no evidence, that they're the same thing. So we must have our tastes formed and our ideas suggested that this is dangerous to have people thinking for themselves. This is what happens when people think for themselves. We need to find a way to censor this content. That's what the New York Times is saying. You don't even have to read between the lines. They're like, this is crazy talk. This is nonsense, and the FCC won't stop it because they're concerned about people's rights. I mean, I thought that the liberal New York Times and all these liberal people were all about free speech. I mean, wasn't that what people were protesting about on some college campus? Weren't they protesting at Berkeley about free speech? Didn't they want free speech? Didn't they want rights? And now it's it's like the New York Times and all these liberal publications Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, screw your freedom. Fauci, this isn't about freedom. This is about doing what I tell you to do. It's, I mean, this is this is 1984 on steroids, and I don't like using phrases like that because it's that it's that it's kind of cookie cutter. But but this this is propaganda. This is the essence of propaganda. This is molding your mind and suggesting ideas to you that free speech is dangerous. That free speech leads to people saying things that are outrageous. But see, here's the thing. The people on the right will say, we have a right to say whatever we want to say, and we'll make it as offensive as we want to make it, and we'll, we'll make outlandish statements just to make outlandish statements. And it's like, okay, eh, not really on board with it, but, you know, sure. And then the liberals are like, we don't want you to say anything that we disagree with, and that's going to change by the minute, so don't talk at all unless we tell you to talk. You know? And then you get classical liberals like Bill Maher, who says, you know, I don't like Alex Jones, but Alex Jones gets to speak. See, that's kind of how I am. I'm not really a conservative. I guess I'm more of a liberal at heart in a sense, because I think you should get to speak freely, and you should get to say what you want to say, and we get to listen to what you have to say, even if we don't like what you have to say. That's the whole point of free speech. Free speech isn't, I get to praise Xi Jinping, and if I don't, they take my kidneys. That's not free speech. Free speech means I get to, I get to speak. And then people will say, well, hold on a second there. There's a limit to free speech. If you're hurting people, that's not free speech. Sure, sure, but you know, you also have to prove that I'm hurting people. I mean, even this guy's outlandish statement about an egg hatching from a vaccine, is that hurting people? Someone might argue, well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's suggesting to people that they shouldn't get a vaccine because there's a, there's a parasite in it. Okay, well, again, you have to prove that. Go down to, you know, a vaccine center where people are walking away and they decided, I'm not going to get this vaccine and ask them, why are you not getting the vaccine? And they say, well, I, I heard this radio show and this guy said there's a synthetic parasite and I, I, I was watching this right before I got the shot. I decided to walk away. I, there's a parasite in this thing. And even then you have to prove, well, is that person now harmed by what this guy said? Is this person going to harm other people you can't prove any of that so that's what free speech is that's different than someone saying get your guns and let's go kill somebody that's different that's a call to action that is violent and harmful and that will lead to somebody being harmed and that you can actually prove that's the big difference but we have to understand these things or we are told by propagandists that even thinking for ourselves is dangerous. That thinking for ourselves is dangerous. Mainstream media in the last two years has told us 
Don't research for yourself. Don't think for yourself. Let the experts do it all for you. And that sounds like the same argument that people who are, they seem to have a hard-on for artificial intelligence. Just let the AI think for you. Let the algorithms do it for you. Sure, I love advertisements on my computer and my phone that advertise directly to me. I don't have to see one, you know, ads I don't like. I love advertisements that, that just they, they, they show me exactly what I don't need to buy, but I could buy it if they show it to me. I would prefer someone to intrude upon my daily life. I would like someone to show me things that I don't really need, don't really have money for, but I could buy. I would like someone to listen to me all the time, all the things I say. I would like someone to come into my home and monitor me to keep me safe. I mean, this is just the same pattern that we've seen all throughout history, utilized by tyrants, whether they're Nazis or communists, fascists on the left or on the right. They want to control your speech. They want to control what you can worship. They want to control how you can think. You don't think George Orwell just made up the idea of thought police, did you? That was occurring in his day and age. What he wrote was based on Nazi Germany. The thought police. And, of course, based on communist Russia. The thought police. The thought police. Be careful what you think, because it could be politically incorrect. It could anger a social justice group. Careful what you think. Here's a newsflash. You are being trained to be the thought police. We control our own thoughts. This is beyond dangerous and beyond terrifying. This is the psychology at the core of all of it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, 
It supports you. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from Talk Stream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast, hour number two. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. 
Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening as we broadcast around the world on the Fringe FM, the Paranormal Radio app and Talk Stream Live. Our website, thesecretteachings.info, has all of our broadcasts. You can download and stream a number of them for free. The rest of them are under our subscription service. When you subscribe, you get access to those shows, all of them, plus the montage archive, plus the digital books that I've written. They are published as well, but you get digital copies. And if you subscribe for one year, you get a free copy of one of those books with free shipping in the United States, though we do ship around the world. If you have any questions about that, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com or simply go to the website and you'll find it's very easy how to subscribe to the archive there or how to buy one of the books. Each book has its own page and you can click on those pages to read reviews of the books and to see more about the text. We also have a Patreon page. We have a number of different tiers on Patreon, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. I'm going to be updating that. Some of those behind-the-scenes videos, uh, a lot of personal stuff, behind-the-scenes here in the studio and outside of the studio. You get access to that under one of the tiers, plus an archive subscription. So there's a giant bundle on Patreon. Some people have been asking for that, so we put that up. That's patreon.com. Check it out, The Secret Teachings on Patreon. And if you would like to donate to our fundraiser, we have a fundraiser. We've got uh, about $550 of $1,000 raised. The fundraiser is called Escape from New York. A lot of listeners have already donated to it, and I sincerely appreciate all of the support, especially the uh, funny emails that I've gotten. Because the fundraiser is Escape from New York, we're escaping from New York, and we're going to move the studio down to uh, the desert, down to the southwest in Arizona. And we're looking to raise a little bit of money to do that. Like I said, we've raised a little over half of that money, and some of the emails that I've gotten from listeners are really, really funny uh, about how how to use the money uh, to get out of New York. So that's some good stuff. I mean, if if you've donated and you have a really good email, I'll read it on air if if you give me permission to do that. Some people said, like, use the, use the donation to pay for the, uh, what was it, like the green fees or the eco fees to get out of New York and, you know, buy, buy some non-GMO snacks along the way. So I, I appreciate the humor. rdgable at yahoo.com. Thank you for supporting us. That is also the PayPal email. We looked at two surveys in the first hour tonight. There's a survey about the COVID winter surge. And 74% of Americans believing their lives have returned to normal. The survey was conducted between November 17th and 19th of 1,696 adults. And when we look at the survey, we can see that you could use this survey to suggest any number of things. This survey, as published by Yahoo News, could be used to inform the public that people have become lazy regarding COVID restrictions and lockdowns and masks and all that. And going into the winter, people believe their lives have gone back to normal. And the article has this, I mean, it's from a West Coast correspondent. So the West Coast, 
you know, the attitude I get is, the peasants are going back to their daily lives. What do we do, sire? You know? And then you could interpret it the other way, and you could say, as this COVID winter surge begins, 74% of Americans say their lives have returned to normal. That's because of the safe and effective vaccine. This is just how you use information out of context to mislead people. It's what Edward Bernays wrote in his book, Propaganda, Organizing Chaos. We are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. And this survey, regardless of how it's used, this survey only includes 1,696 adults. This next survey includes even less people from a wider part of the globe. 28% of Americans surveyed believe the truth about harmful effects of vaccines is being deliberately hidden from the public. The findings are part of global research conducted by the YouGov Cambridge Globalism Project, and they look at the various countries and how they perceive conspiracy theories. According to the research, at least one-fifth to one-third of correspondents or one-fifth of respondents, excuse me, according to the research, at least one-fifth to one-third of respondents said they were convinced that the truth, I don't even know what that means, about vaccines was being withheld from the public. This survey, which implies that people are believing in these wild conspiracy theories, involved between 1,000 and 1,400 people in 23 countries, In both of these surveys, you don't really have a lot of people, but you have an idea, an idea that can be used in any number of ways to mind mold, to taste form, and to idea suggest to the public. This is where people get their news. This is where people get their information. This is where people form their ideas. They read headlines, they see polls, they see surveys. I mean, I, can, I, can ju- I, I just see it. I've heard it before. Oh, you guys know that, you know, winter's here, COVID surges are happening, and there's so many stupid people that think their lives have returned to normal. It's not normal. We need to keep fighting because that's the collective glue that holds society together. I mean, that is literally on the first two pages of Edward Bernays' book, Propaganda how to cohesively bind society, to keep society together using a shadowy, invisible form of governing control to mold people's minds and to suggest ideas to them and to form their tastes. And this can be done with watches and cars, or it can be done with political ideologies. And these are just little surveys But these are great examples of how that works. We also looked at an article in the last hour about radio, podcasts, and what the New York Times calls misleading COVID-19 talk. And the article suggests that because one podcaster made an outrageous claim about an egg in a vaccine that hatches into a synthetic parasite that grows inside the body, something that I don't know, I don't know what the hell that means, They associated that outrageous claim with very reasonable statements made by other podcasters, placing them together 
so that we assume that if the egg theory is silly, stupid, outrageous, wild, unfounded, that other statements such as they've changed the definition of a vaccine, it must also be outrageous and outlandish and silly and stupid. So we shouldn't believe that either. And the whole article goes through telling us how these big networks like iHeart and Spotify and Apple, they don't regulate people's speech. And they say in the article, the FCC is barred from violating U.S. citizens' right to free speech. And all these social media giants, they've made efforts to stop the flow of false reports relating to the pandemic. All these other audio platforms need to do the same. And what really scared me was the last paragraph. This is the last paragraph of that New York Times article. Listen to how radical and zealous this is. There has been at least one turnaround among hosts once skeptical of the pandemic and efforts to counter it. Bill Cunningham, who has a radio show in Cincinnati that is syndicated by iHeart's premier networks and available on Apple, spent the early part of the pandemic claiming that COVID-19 was overhyped. He revised his view on the air this year, describing his decision to get vaccinated and encouraging his listeners to do the same. I can't help but read that word revised. He revised his view on air this year. I guess they took Bill Cunningham to a struggle session and beat the hell out of him because he revised his view. He realized he was wrong. He decided to get vaccinated and encouraged his listeners to do the same. Now, people change their minds all the time. People change their minds when they're presented with new information. People also change their minds when they're threatened or when they're paid. I can't help but think Bill Cunningham's story sounds a little bit like Bill Nye the paid-off guy or Bill Nye the science guy, as they call him. Bill Nye the science guy was all about science. He was all about how biologically you need a penis and a vagina to make a child. He was all about the fact that genetically modified foods or GM anything could be potentially dangerous until he paid a visit to Monsanto and they took him inside and they beat him half to death with a sack of genetically modified corn and soy and then Bill Nye came out with a check in his pocket. I can just see it. They break his glasses. They beat him down with a corn stalk that's genetically modified. He's on the ground. His lab coat's covered in a little bit of blood. Glasses are broken. And they just kind of slip a check into his pocket. And they're like, all right, Bill. Go ahead and cash that. And uh, if we hear anything else that you say that we don't like, it's going to be worse next time. We're going to get out the genetically modified canola crops. And we're going to beat the hell out of you with those. We're going to get out the sugar beets. Those are really going to hurt. So you better do what we tell you to do. And then Bill Nye walks out with the check, cashes it. Suddenly, there's 100 genders. Suddenly, genetically modified foods are not only not dangerous, they're actually the only thing that can save us from ourselves, so long as the patents belong to the big mega corporations and the big biotech companies, and they get to sell the seeds, maintain ownership of the seeds, the land, the soil, and, of course, the big chemical production, the big scam they have running, you know, because that's somehow sustainable. That's what Bill Cunningham sounds like. I'm not saying, you know, that happened to Bill Nye, the science guy. 
That's just an exaggeration of what I feel like happened to Bill Nye, the science guy. And I feel like Bill Cunningham, probably the same, a similar thing happened. Maybe he changed his mind organically. That could happen. But it's the New York Times that just disgusts me because what they're saying is he was a non-believer. And whatever the reason was that he changed his mind, he repented and revised his view on air. And he started promoting the good word of the vaccines, encouraging his listeners to accept the vaccine into their heart. I mean, do you see what the New York Times is doing? They're doing the same thing that institutional dogmatic religions do. You were skeptical of Jesus, huh? You were going to go to hell and be tortured by the devil. But you decided to accept Jesus into your heart. You repented for your sins. And now you've encouraged others to accept Jesus into their hearts. That's what the New York Times is saying. I mean, this is religious and, and dogmatic, and it, it's obscene is what it is. But at the core of it is, is the standard cornerstone of basic propaganda. That's all that it is. That's how it's written. That's how it's worded. Just think of that. Someone was skeptical. They had their own ideas. Oh, no, that's dangerous. But they repented for their sins, and now they've accepted Pfizer into their hearts. And every night they pray to Pfizer. You know, they, 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 they say the prayer to the Lord, our Father who art in heaven. Except they don't say our Father, and they don't say heaven. You know, our vaccines who come from Pfizer, we thank you this day for the dangerous side effects. We thank you for the dangerous ingredients. We thank you. We thank you. You've made us safe and healthy and you're effective. We love you. I mean, this is the level of insanity. And you would think at some point, someone was going to have to do something, right? Someone's going to have to do something real bad. A shooting, a bombing, something was going to happen. I told you this months ago, and they're going to blame it on so-called anti-vaxxers. Now, nothing has happened yet, but the news is starting to warn us of what is coming. According to this, uh, this story, and it's, it's from the Department of Homeland Security, threats against politicians, doctors, and police. Here is some of the intelligence that led to the latest DHS warning. Online posts discussing targeting politicians, migrants, and mass transit systems in response to vaccination mandates. Responses to statements such as how long before a politician is killed for mandating vaccines were numerous and discussed targeting U.S. and Australian politicians, U.S.-bound migrants, and mass transit and passenger rail systems with chlorine gas and or explosive-laden unmanned aircraft systems in response to vaccination mandates. I, I don't know what they're talking about, but the people I know who don't want to get a vaccine... We normally purify our water. We normally don't eat things that are genetically modified. We try to source our food locally and organically. If not organic, at least certified naturally grown. We typically don't play around with things like chlorine. In fact, we have an affiliate program with Pro One Water Filters. And their water filters for the shower filter out chlorine so it doesn't get vaporized and you don't inhale it in the shower. Chlorine's not good for you. 
chlorine does a lot more than irritate the respiratory tract, which I guess if you're taking a shower, a really hot shower, and inhaling chlorine, and you do it often enough, and, and you kind of get sick from it because it builds up, and then you go to the doctor, and, and, and your lungs your lungs are incapacitated, and, and your throat is swollen. Oh, my God, you have COVID. No, you just inhaled a bunch of chlorine in the shower. So I have a, I have a shower filter from Pro One to filter out the chlorine and other things. I can tell a huge difference with my skin. The water doesn't smell as bad. It's filtering some stuff out of it. So just because I don't want to get a vaccine for COVID-19 or for anything for that matter, I'm going to use chlorine gas, apparently, to blow up rail systems and, and mass transit and target migrants. What, what, what do migrants have to do with vaccines? What, because they're not testing them? They're not forcing them to get a vaccine? Well, what does that have to do with anything? You notice the political angle here. If you don't want mass open borders and mass U.S.-bound migrant herds to pour into the country and be given everything, you must be anti-vax, and you must want to blow up mass transit systems with chlorine gas bombs. Like, are, are, are these people serious? I mean, I, I say, are these people serious as a figure of speech, but you can see how serious they are. They're serious. I mean, this, this is preparation for the carrying out of terrorist attacks and then the blaming of those attacks on everyone from people who don't like open borders to people who want medical autonomy over their own body. I mean, this is hardcore political propaganda. The DHS warning from the Department of Homeland Security because of statements like this on social media, probably made by FBI agents, probably made by intelligence operatives. They were flagged by the DHS and sent to law enforcement for further investigation. The DHS issued a threat bulletin just a few weeks ago. These threats, the bulletin says, include those posed by individuals and small groups engaged in violence, including domestic violent extremists and those inspired or motivated by foreign terrorists and other malign foreign influences. End quote. The bulletin cites the pandemic and public health measures as among the factors contributing to those threats. According to internal law enforcement, raw intelligence and other reports, those online posts currently being monitored include the following. Threats to doctors and hospitals administering COVID vaccines. Threats to infrastructure and houses of worship. Fundraising campaigns launched by known white supremacists and other extreme groups. And calls to kill politicians who are in favor of COVID restrictions. I find it interesting that white supremacists get brought up. Because the largest group of people that are opposed to the vaccine, they're black, statistically. So how can the largest group of people opposed to the vaccine have black skin? Not getting the vaccine means that those black folks are then segregated from society, are called stupid and dumb by the media on a daily and nightly basis, degraded and demeaned and kept out of daily social life, at least if the system was 100% as effective as it wants to be in restricting people's movements, and somehow white supremacists are threatening to blow things up because black people don't want to get vaccines? Is that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, that should make no sense to anybody, but this, this is the standard line of the White House. So you see that in the White House's uh, you know, domestic violent extremism report that the Biden administration published a few months ago, they said that white people were the most dangerous thing to this country. So if that's the case, then what all these 
DHS warnings, FBI warnings, intelligent warnings, intelligence warnings, and they're all about, you know, anti-vaxxers using chlorine bombs to blow things up. And they're particularly interested in the white supremacist faction. Doesn't that just tell you where this is coming from? This is directly from the intelligence community. This is from the White House. I don't care if it says Yahoo News. It's the Department of Homeland Security. They're receiving directives from the White House. This is this is the FBI, the CIA, this is the NSA, the DHS. This is the administration currently occupying the White House who claims that white people are the most dangerous thing to national security. And if you don't want to get a vaccine, you're a white supremacist, even though one of the largest groups opposed to vaccines are black folks. How's that possible? Well, you're not allowed to know about statistics. You're not allowed to know about context. You're not allowed to ask questions. Didn't we already go over that? You can't ask questions. Questions are dangerous. Even when you are a group of 30 professors and scientists from universities, including Yale, Harvard, UCLA, and Brown, filing a lawsuit in September in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas seeking expedited access to Pfizer records, through a Freedom of Information Act request. If you're those professors and scientists from Yale, Harvard, UCLA, and Brown, those are big schools, folks. If you are those scientists and professors, well, the federal government and the FDA are saying that they need 55 years. This is not an Onion article. 55 years to process the FOIA request over the vaccine data. The trials won't be over till what, May of 2025? The FDA and the federal government say they need 55 years, according to Reuters, to process these FOIA requests by these top scientists and professors. Wow. We're going to look at that when we come back. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And all all I can do is say, well, I don't really know what to even say to that. So we're going to break it down in the next segment. Stay with us. Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, bringing you health, history, symbolism, and of course, black goo, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Release the curtain! Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there. 
And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. Listen to The Rogue Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Topher. You can find my music at tophertown.com. And right now you're listening to The Secret Teachings by Ryan Gable. So I know this sounds like a headline from The Onion, but the FDA wants 55 years, that's 5-5, five, five, 55 years to process FOIA request over vaccine data. A Freedom of Information Act request was submitted by the plaintiffs, including professors and scientists from Yale, Harvard, UCLA, and Brown, who filed suit in September in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas, looking to expedite the process of accessing these records. They say that releasing the information could help reassure vaccine skeptics that the shot is indeed safe and effective, thus increase confidence in the Pfizer vaccine. Quote, unquote. But the FDA says they need 55 years. That's how long, according to Reuters, the Food and Drug Administration and court papers published last week, Proposed it should be given 
to review and release the trove of vaccine-related documents responsive to the request. If a federal judge in Texas agrees, plaintiffs, public health, and medical professionals for transparency can expect to see the full records, maybe you've already done the math, in the year 2076, and this is not a joke. This is directly from Reuters. This is a mainline news story. Maybe that means it's not true. But the FDA wants 55 years. They say that they need this time because, you know, they have to, they got to go through and they've got to revise things. They've got to redact things. You know, confidential business and trade secret information of Pfizer and BioNTech. And, of course, personal privacy information of patients who participated in the clinical trials, according to lawyers for the Department of Justice. Couldn't you just use those same exact arguments that these DOJ lawyers used to keep this information concealed for half a century? Couldn't you use that to argue the reason why you don't want to take the Pfizer vaccine? Trade secret information? You mean like adding things to the vaccine? Making it proprietary? Forging information? Unblinding trial participants? Poorly training people? To administer the injections, not following up on side effects, classifying side effects outside of a window of time so that if they occur after 15 minutes, they're not side effects of the vaccine. You know, those kinds of trade secrets and privacy information. They're concerned about privacy information. You want to stick something in my body and I can't figure out what's in it. I can't get access to information about what's in it. That's a trade secret. You can kiss my ass. But this is what the DOJ is arguing in favor of Pfizer. Hey, 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 they've got trade secrets. These people have families. How dare you want access to this information? I wouldn't be surprised if they argued by releasing this information. It might trigger white supremacists to use chlorine bombs to blow up mass transit centers and target migrants. Because that's what the Department of Homeland Security is warning Even though some of the biggest groups are minorities that refuse the vaccine, they're claiming that white supremacists are going to blow up transit centers and use chlorine gas to kill people. I mean, on its face, the people that don't want vaccines in general are people that purify their water and they try to eat healthy. They're not people that are playing around with chlorine. I have a filter on my shower to filter the chlorine out. I mean, that's absolutely absurd. But that's the standard line from the White House. If you're white, you're the biggest danger to this country. Because if you say that, then it pleases all the corporate banking elitists who are using that narrative to rip down Western society. Most of them, by the way, are also white, perpetuating the very thing that they claim to stand against because they are the real, true, and honest reason There's still so much divisiveness in the world. Why every single shooting, every police incident is always about how one person was white and one person was black. Because these big corporations, including Pfizer, Pfizer makes videos telling kids they'll be superheroes. States like New York, companies like Pfizer use videos of black nurses. Look, a black nurse made the vaccine. That means it's safe. What, so you have a house Negro that you put on TV and I'm supposed to take the vaccine? All the black folks I know, that they don't buy it. They don't buy it. Most people I know don't buy it. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Black folks know they've been used as guinea pigs for centuries. Okay, so 
I don't need, I don't even need this data from the FDA. And if they're scared of releasing the data because what people could do if they saw the data, I mean, isn't that the same stale argument we heard over UFOs and JFK and the moon landing? I mean, I mean that tells you a couple of things. They think you're really stupid and you can't handle reality, which a lot of people can't. But they also know the truth. The truth is, if they released this information and they were actually being transparent and they were going to show you why things were safe and effective, it would just be like the video from the Pentagon on 9-11. If you don't want people to believe that a missile struck the building, if you want people to believe a plane struck the building, have the FBI release the tapes they confiscated from the gas station. Have the Pentagon release the tapes and the video, not like four frames, but release the video and show us that a plane hit the building, and then we wouldn't have to argue one way or another about the conspiracies. I mean, at this point, fake a video. Fake it. You know? At this point, fake a video. You fake everything else at Pfizer, fake the data, which is really interesting because this FOIA request to the FDA, to, to Pfizer, to get this information from the FDA that Pfizer submitted, this information should have already been released to the public. We should have already seen this before we ever talked about mandates, before we ever talked about coercing people and giving them a car or some money if they got a vaccine or a donut. So if this is the information that we need to see if these vaccines are safe and effective truly, then what information is in the news every night? What is Fauci talking about? What's on CNN every night? What's on every news article I read about safe and effective, safe and effective, safe? That's just the propaganda. That's standard classical Edward Bernays to mold your mind, to manufacture your tastes, and to suggest an idea to you, to suggest reality to you. They just keep repeating it, repeating the big lie, like Goebbels and Hitler. Repeat the big lie over and over and over again. People start to believe it. Safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. And as soon as someone says, I don't know if I want to take it, I don't know if it's safe, people immediately are triggered. No, it's safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. Well, if that's the case, release the, 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 the data. Release the data. Show me the data. They want 55 years to release the data. Maybe this is why they don't want to release the data. This is why they need half a century to find the information, to redact it, and to figure out how to release it to the public. Maybe this is why. Maybe because a whistleblower, a whistleblower has come out of a company called Ventavia Research Group, a company that worked on Pfizer's Phase 3 COVID-19 vaccine trial. A regional director of Ventivia Research Group, that's spelled V-E-N-T-A-V-I-A, Ventivia Research Group, or Ventavia Research Group. They worked on the Pfizer Phase 3 COVID vaccine trial. Brooke Jackson, the regional director, said that data were falsified. Patients were unblinded. The company hired poorly trained people to administer the injections and follow up on reported side effects lagged way behind. Brooke Jackson dumped this information to the British Medical Journal. Brooke Jackson repeatedly informed her superiors of poor laboratory management, patient safety concerns, and data integrity issues. Her concerns were ignored. So she went to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and filed a complaint by email. 
The same day, Jackson was fired from her job. She provided the British Medical Journal with dozens of internal company memos, dozens of internal company documents, photos, audio recordings, and emails proving that her concerns were valid. And despite that, the FDA did nothing. Well, that's not entirely true. The FDA did do something. The FDA went back to Pfizer and told them, you've got a leak. So Pfizer fired her. Not really Pfizer, but, you know, the company that was working with Pfizer. So think about that for a moment. The FDA not only doesn't investigate it, the FDA goes back to Ventavia Research Group, essentially Pfizer, they're paying this group, and says, you've got a leak. And so the same day that they get the complaint from this lady, the regional director, they fire her. Now, the FDA didn't fire her. Pfizer didn't fire her. Ventavia Research Group fired her. But if you, you, you see the, the connection between the three, this woman is working at a site employed by Pfizer. She says, we have these, these various inconsistencies and this corruption. The company won't do anything, so she goes to the regulatory agency. Instead of investigating it, the agency goes back to this third party, informs them that they have a leak, and then because of the sensitive nature of the study, probably on orders of Pfizer, they fire the woman. So Pfizer, the research group, and the FDA, all three are involved in an actual conspiracy to cover up the data, to falsify the data, to package a falsified, misleading, and out-of-context set of data points to the public, to the government, to force to manipulate, to coerce, to defraud the American people and the people around the world to take the vaccine that they know damn well is not safe and effective. That is why the FDA wants 55 years to falsify the data in their records. They want 55 years to redact and review the information. I thought that the lawyers for the plaintiffs were brilliant because the lawyers for the plaintiffs, when they filed the suit, said the following. They gave 108 days to the FDA to release this information under FOIA. And this is what the lawyer said. This 108-day period is the same amount of time it took the FDA to review the responsive documents for the far more intricate task of licensing Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. According to Aaron Siri of Siri and Glimstad in New York and John Howie of Howie Law in Dallas and Court Papers. That's a zinger there. The 108 day period that they gave the FDA to release this information under a FOIA request is the same amount of time the FDA used to review the documents for the intricate task of licensing the Pfizer vaccine. I know these people hate when you use reason and logic, don't they? Lawyers were also arguing Title 21, subchapter F of the FDA's own regulations. They don't follow those. 
stipulates that the agency, quote, is to make immediately available all documents underlying licensure of a vaccine, end quote. So you see what's happening here? We have a system that still kind of works, but you need lawyers and people that understand how the system works who aren't trying to rip people off, who aren't trying to harm people, who aren't trying to just make a profit for profit's sake to do the research, to do the digging, to do the organizing, and to file the lawsuits to get these companies and to get these agencies to do the things that they are legally obligated to do in the first place. Brooke Jackson, former regional director of Vantavia Research Group. She has all the information, company documents, photos, audio recordings, emails. The company hired poorly trained people. They didn't follow up on side effects. The patients were unblinded. The data was falsified. She says, this is wrong. I'm going to the FDA because this company won't do anything about it because they're getting their funding from Pfizer. The FDA doesn't do anything about it. The FDA tells the company, you've got a leak. And then the company, and by extension Pfizer, fire the woman. And there is not a single news article from any mainstream source that has covered this story. The only people who have discussed this in any detail are Dr. Mercola, maybe a handful of radio shows that I've never heard before. You know, I'm not aware that someone discussed this. And the British Medical Journal. This should be front page news. A major regional director of a company working with Pfizer has evidence, proof, hard evidence and hard proof, not like one company memo, documents, photos, recordings, emails, proving her concerns. The FDA does nothing but go back to the company and are like, hey, you've got a leak. I mean, the criminal nature of this. And then you wonder why the FDA says we need 55 years to process the FOIA request. You wonder why trials won't be over till 2025. How can you approve something when the trial is not complete? You don't know the short-term, let alone the long-term side effects of taking these shots. How can you say they are safe and effective? Well, propaganda. Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. That's all that it is, propaganda. Let me read you what Edward Bernays said again. Edward Bernays said, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. We are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. And there are a lot of people you've never heard of, like Brooke Jackson. We're not allowed to hear about Brooke Jackson. You know what's funny about Brooke Jackson? Brooke Jackson is a woman. I thought we were supposed to listen to women. I thought we were supposed to trust women. I thought we were supposed to listen to black folks. We're not allowed to listen to Dave Chappelle. Not allowed to listen to Nicki Minaj. Not allowed to listen to, uh, uh, is it uh, Kyrene Irving? Those black folks don't matter. Brooke Jackson doesn't matter. She doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if she has all the evidence. You know, all the women that claim they were raped just believe women, believe women, believe women to the detriment of other people. No evidence. Got to believe them, though. This woman has massive evidence. Documents, photos, recordings, and emails. She dumps them all to the appropriate authorities who then go back to the company and say, you've got a leak of someone telling the truth. Fire her which shows you the FDA's complicity. It shows you this third-party company contracted by Pfizer. 
And it shows you the NIH and Fauci and their complicity in all of this. This is all fraud. And I don't care what the mainstream media and the White House and their white supremacist arguments of white people are the most evil thing that's ever existed on this planet. They're going to use chlorine bombs to blow up migrants because they don't want to take vaccines. I mean, that is, a, that is, that is what the DHS is saying, that white people are going to kill migrants because the white people don't want to be forced to take vaccines. That doesn't even make sense. When black people are the dominant group that don't want the vaccines because they've been experimented on by people like Fauci. They've been experimented on by people like Biden, the real white supremacists, the scumbags, the Joseph Mangalas. And the whole thing is run, as I've said for years, it's run by psychologists. It's run by the Goebbels. It's run by the Stalinists. It's run by the people who try to manipulate reality to mold your mind, to form your tastes, and to suggest things to you, even if they don't outright tell you, they, they, they just suggest. Well, the FDA needs 55 years to get this data out. And the lawyers, and I'm sure many of you can agree with these lawyers, they're like, well, you had 108 days to review the data to approve these things, that they're safe and effective. You need 55 years to review the data to see if you can release it to the public? Plus, you're in violation of Title 21, subchapter F of your own regulation. You have to immediately make available all the documents underlying licensure of vaccines. Maybe that's because they actually haven't approved it yet. Maybe that's because they don't actually have all the trial data yet, because those won't be made available until May of 2025. Maybe that's because Comirnaty isn't available yet. They don't have all the information They've prematurely approved Comirnaty as the vaccine, but it's not available because the trials aren't done to be legally approved. So they'll tell you, we approve the vaccine. They won't tell you when it's been approved for, though. It's been approved for, you know, four years from now. It's not approved right now, four years from now. Don't worry, the one that they've got now that's emergency use, we'll force you to take that one. It's kind of the same as the other one. Doesn't matter. Legally, you still have to label it as the one that was approved. Otherwise, it's not approved. And you have to take the other ones off the market legally, but they're not doing any of that. Brooke Jackson dumps all the information. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. British Medical Journal, Paul Thacker, investigative journalist for the BMJ, wrote this of the revelations. Revelations of poor practices at a contract research company helping to carry out Pfizer's pivotal COVID-19 vaccine trials raise questions about data integrity and regulatory oversight. For researchers who were testing Pfizer's vaccine at several sites in Texas during the autumn, speed may have come at the cost of data integrity and patient safety. Staff who conducted quality control checks were overwhelmed by the volume of problems they were finding. Quote, unquote. Even for the British Medical Journal, it's a little bit of a sanitized version of events. Speed may have come at the cost of data integrity. No, speed didn't come at the cost of data integrity. Pfizer ordered... This is what we want. This is the solution. Okay? We want you to find the problem and then apply this solution to it. We want, we want you to find this outcome. Find it. Because that's how science is conducted. They don't alter theories to align with the evidence. They alter evidence to align with their theories or conclusions. Pfizer's conclusion is it's safe and effective. We're going to pay you $10 billion. Go find evidence that it's safe and effective. Just like they do for atrazine, just like they do for glyphosate, just like they do for chemicals and toxic products that are put into the food supply, into the water supply. Go find evidence that proves this is safe. 
It's not conduct an independent investigation to determine if it's safe. It's go find evidence to prove that we are right and that we didn't just waste a billion dollars investing in this new drug, this new vaccine, or whatever it is. So that's why the FDA needs all that time. And you want to talk about something real criminal? It's not only criminal that the FDA went back to this company that Brooke Jackson worked for and was like, look, you've got a leak of people, you know, the, the, the regional director nonetheless, providing information internally from your company and from one of your, 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 your uh, contracts with, you know, with Pfizer. They're, they're, they're releasing this information about what you're doing there. We know that it's fraud. You've got to fire this person. So they fired her. They fired the woman. They fired the regional director for proving that Pfizer falsified the data. Literally. And then the, the FDA says we need 55 years to process the FOIA request to see the data. And the lawyers are like, wait a minute, you took 108 days to approve the vaccine. You can't release that data. You need 55 years. You're, you're violating your own regulations. Title, was it Title 21 subchapter uh, F? You have to make this information available to the public. They don't care. You want to talk about something sicker? How about this? In fiscal year 2021, the U.S. government paid $246.9 million in claims for vaccine-related injuries and deaths. Each person with a provable injury from a COVID vaccine could claim up to $379,000 from a special COVID vaccine fund set up by the federal government. Payouts for death could be as high as $370,376. Did you know that there's a COVID-19 vaccine injury and death fund? Me either. The special fund is called Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program, CICP. It's not specifically or exclusively for COVID-19 vaccines. Congress established the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program as part of the PREP Act in 2005 to encourage the rapid development and deployment of medical countermeasures during a public health emergency. People don't know this thing exists, though. In fact, there were only 1,357 claims filed that alleged injuries and deaths from the COVID vaccines, and 53 were listed as death, according to a recent report by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Just over 1,000 were reported. By contrast, the self-reporting vaccine adverse reporting system, VAERS, listed 16,000 deaths plus related to COVID vaccines. Of these, 5,326 of the deaths occurred on day 0, 1, or 2 following vaccination, meaning that people don't know that this fund exists. They've paid out a quarter of a billion dollars just in this fiscal year alone for other vaccine injuries and deaths, which also includes, you know, things like emotional trauma. The CICP, Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program, has only had just over a thousand claims filed, when the VAERS system has had tens of thousands, meaning that people are not aware that there's a separate system. There's a separate reporting system for these injuries and deaths. In the case of COVID-19 vaccines developed and approved under Project Warp Speed, deaths resulting from a COVID vaccine would pay out through the CICP and would pay more money than a vaccine-related death in normal times. There are some differences, though, between the two funds. 
One of the primary reasons is there are a lot of lawyers who know about them. The lawyers just aren't going to say anything because there's no attorney fees. The COVID fund is not authorized to provide reimbursement for attorney fees. So attorneys aren't going to recommend people go to these places if they can't afford it. Scumbag attorneys. The lawyers have very little incentive to represent claims for COVID-19 vaccine injuries. Intentional. Injured children receive small payouts. And there's a very narrow window to file a claim. And Health and Human Services bluntly stated online, as of October 1st, 2021, the CICP has not compensated any COVID-19 countermeasures claims. What does that tell you? Regional director for a group working on the Pfizer vaccine trial, the big one, goes to the FDA with all the data, shows them that the, that the group and that Pfizer are falsifying information. She's got audio, she's got email, she's got documents. The FDA goes back to the company and to Pfizer and says, look, you've got a leak, get rid of her. She gets fired. The FDA goes on to approve the vaccine, and then the FDA says, we need 55 years to approve these documents for release under a FOIA request when we needed only 108 days to approve the vaccine for usage. And... In the middle of all this, only a few thousand people have signed up claims to this CICP fund. Most people don't know that there's a separate fund from the normal vaccine injury fund. Lawyers don't have any incentive to refer people to file a claim. Children don't get money. You know, parents don't get money if their children are injured. Very little. There's hardly any compensation. And there's a very small window to file a claim in the first place. This is beyond evil. This is beyond propaganda. And these are the types of things that we need to be aware of. We need to see, okay, we've got a whistleblower over here. And she reported this to the FDA, and the FDA, through the company she was working for, and through Pfizer, they got her fired. They had her fired for proving that the companies were falsifying data. And then the FDA comes back and says, we need 55 years to release the data. And the trials aren't even going to be completed until 2025. And they've approved a vaccine that isn't even fully tested. And it's not legally approved yet. There's no vaccine on the market, Comirnaty. And they just lie and deceive. And they take information out of context. It's fraud. It's deception. It's Edward Bernays' propaganda. We are governed. Our minds molded. Our tastes formed. Our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all for tuning in this evening. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM. Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe. Subscribe to our archive to get access to all the shows, montages, and my digital books. Grab a copy of one of the books on the website. Check us out on Patreon. We have an archive subscription bundle with behind-the-scenes content. And I want to thank you for donating to our Escape from New York fundraiser to help us move the studio to a new location. If you'd like to donate to that, rdgable at yahoo.com is the PayPal email. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. On the Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM.